Fortnightly here on The Country, we catch up with the guy who's running the country, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins. The King's coronation, uh, Chris Hipkins, has the pomp and pageantry converted a staunch Republican? I can't say that it has, no. I, look, I mean, it was an amazing event to be part of. And clearly, I think, you know, the royal family, clearly, a, you know, pretty amazing group of people. But uh, I think, you know... I still maintain the view that over time, at some stage, New Zealand's likely to do something a bit more independent than that. Uh, but I also don't think that New Zealanders are crying out for it right at the moment. Yeah, yeah, your brand now seems to be built around sausage rolls. Is this part of the chippy from the hut thing? Yeah, well, I don't know how it happened really, but I, uh, I have got. A, I'm very partial to a good sausage roll, and I think to be getting them, uh, being presented with them in a lot of places I go at the moment, which is going to have caused some alterations to my gym routine. I think otherwise, uh, otherwise you could be seeing a lot more of me. Well, I was going to say you're a pretty skinny, and or you look like you're in reasonable good nick actually. So maybe yeah, the sausage rolls aren't harming you. You must have a good metabolism. What about the? How did the old um, Kiwi Barker suit stand up beside the likes of the Hosk who went to Savile Row for his wedding or uh, coronation attire, should I say? Well, you know, look, I, I made the decision around my dress that uh, I was going to follow the guidance issued by the palace, which is that they wanted, you know, in, in the current economic climate to, to do something that was a little bit more economical. Um, you can get good value clothes from Barkers. And so, um, you know, um, happy to wear a New Zealand, you know, a suit supplied by a New Zealand-made company, suit, suit a tie made in New Zealand, a kōrōai made by a New Zealander. Um, so, you know, but a bit of a showcase of Kiwiism. Well, good on you for wearing a Barker suit. Hey, did you bond with Richie McCaw? I was at a function last night where he was there. He didn't seem to be suffering from jet lag. How are you getting on? Yeah, we had a bit of a chat. Um, I didn't get to have a long conversation with him. The delegation sort of ended up spread throughout the Abbey. But uh, I did have a, a, a brief chat to Richie. It was great to have him there uh, representing Kiwis, and he always does that so well. Um, the jet lag's not too bad. I had my I didn't sleep very well the first night I got back, but I, I had a reasonably good sleep last night, so it should be a good day ahead. Now, the Herald has called it a, a coalition of chaos, and I'm suggesting to you that Labour Greens Maori Party coalition uh, with the latter potentially as a kingmaker would be a disaster for the country. I think it would be a disaster for you and the Greens. I just, I just think it's, um, it's silly speculation, really. Actually, if you look at the history of the Māori Party and the time they've been in Parliament, they've only spent nine years in government, and that was the entirety of that time was actually supporting a national government. Um, so, uh, you know, ultimately we're focused on the job at hand, and you know, in particularly around Ikaroa Rafati, that's got to be supporting people through the cyclone recovery. There's some big work that needs to be undertaken there, um, and that's what that's what my government's focused on. We're going to come back to that cyclone recovery, but I want to quote Willie Jackson on Q&A. He, as you well know, is a great advocate of co-governance, but he's saying to Party Maori want to own everything. That is going to be so divisive. Oh, I think there's a little bit of inflammatory rhetoric in there as well, um, a little bit of, you know, jockeying position within the, the Māori MPs. But the reality is, you know, we we have the laws of the land and we've got a process around, um, you know, resolving historic grievances. And I'm really proud of the work that we're doing as a country in that area. Um, and also making sure that we're, you know, upholding um, the need to involve Māori more in decisions that affect them. Um, we're also aiming to involve, you know, more New Zealanders in the decision-making process around processes that affect them. And I think that that's a, something that, you know, democratic systems should endeavour to do. You talked about the cyclone recovery. Has the government deserted Hawke's Bay? And I'm quoting Hort New Zealand President Barry O'Neill. He said, growers in the Hawke's Bay are extremely frustrated by the lack of leadership from the government. 
Now, we, we've put a, a significant investment in already in helping our horticulturalists to clean up after the cyclone. There's some big future land use decisions that we're working our way through carefully. Um, I know people get frustrated by the length of time these things take. They're still, um, you know, when you contrast it with land use decisions following the Canterbury earthquakes, for example, um, you know, we're certainly not taking longer um, than it took in, in that particular context. It is a difficult thing to work through, and I get that people want decisions as fast as they can. So, you know, we we will work to get them decisions as quickly as they can, but it does take a bit of time. But you did promise them further direction in early April. It's now getting close to mid-May. Yeah, we, we will certainly get them some more information as, as quickly as we can. Um, I'm confident within the next week uh, they'll, they'll see some significant progress. Mekafiteri has deserted the cyclone recovery ship, metaphorically I'm talking about here. Uh, Hawke's Bay now, Hawke's Bay region, east coast, now has its third cyclone recovery minister. Should, should we be invoking or should you be invoking Waka jumping legislation for the likes of Mekafiteri, Elizabeth Kerry Kerry? In a different set of circumstances, it's something that I'd look at. But the reality is, if we were to do that now, and you know the Ekaroarafati seat was to be declared vacant, by the time a by-election was held, um, Parliament would be within within a, you know a week or two of dissolving for the general election. So it would and it would cost millions of dollars to run a by-election during that time. So I think the reality is it would be a cost a waste of money for the taxpayer because uh, the Ekaroarafati seat would not get representation in the meantime. Um, and then by the time they did get someone to represent them, uh, they'd be straight back into the election campaign again. Are you in danger of losing any more MPs? No, no. And look, I think our team is very solid. Mecca made her decision. I think it surprised most of the team. Um, and, you know, ultimately that's her call and her, you know, her reason to explain. I haven't really heard a convincing explanation for her as to why she made that decision. But isn't it point, rather but... bizarre that she doesn't tell the Prime Minister of the country, the leader of her party, why she's going? Well, of course, I was disappointed by that. But, uh, you know, people can form their own judgments on that. Chris Hipkins, thanks for some of your time today on The Country. Appreciate it. Good luck with the jet lag. No worries. Thanks, mate. All the best.